Hey, this is Don Damon, the Braveheart Mentor, and this is my podcast, The Bravehearted Woman. I'm here to raise the brave in you. So hit subscribe if you haven't done so. That way you'll never miss another episode. You ready? Let's get brave. I hope that as we meet each other each week, you are growing, you're stretching, you're reaching, and you're smashing goals and reaching your dreams. I pray that is exactly what is going on for you. But in case it's not, and you need a little push in the tush, I'm here to help you. And so I want to offer you today seven choices that you need to make to have success. In fact, I'm going to give you an acronym for success, but these are commitments, really choices, mental awareness and decisions that you need to make and make part of your life to say, if I'm going to have a successful year, I have to remember how to do these things and commit to doing these things. So I hope that you will say yes, count me in, because honestly, without the next seven tips that I'm about to give you for success, you won't reach it. You won't live the life that God wants you to live. And you're not going to do well as a midlife woman. And I want you to have the most significant season of your life here in midlife. I really want this to be a powerful time for you. You're not just going to melt into obscurity. That's not for you. God didn't create you to put you on a shelf at 50 or 60 or 70, even 80. So no excuses. We are pressing on, but we have to do a few things to ensure that when we arrive at midlife and beyond, that we're up for the challenge because it is a challenge and you will have to draw from your brave soul and spirit to navigate this well. So let me give you the seven choices or commitments that you need to make to have a successful year and they spell success. Are ready for the S, speak life. Speak life. Speak words of positivity over yourself. And honestly, if you want to know what you believe and you want to know where you're headed, just take a minute and listen to the words that are coming out of your mouth, because those words will give you all the information you need to know about where you're going and what you really believe. If you find yourself complaining and cursing yourself and speaking negativity and even harm over yourself, like, oh, I'll probably fall and break my neck. I know we kind of laugh at that, but what if I told you that your words are like servants, that once you speak them, they are released from your mouth to go out into the world, the universe, go out into the realm of the unseen to produce for you exactly what you just spoke. Why do words work that way? Well, God said in his word that the power of life or death is in the tongue. We will eat the fruit of whatever it is that we speak. And that's my other point is because words are like seeds. You speak something and you're planting a seed and that seed is going to bring forth a harvest. Listen to what Joel Olstein says. I like Joel. I think that Joel brings a very strong message of encouragement to the body of Christ that's really needed. But he says this, you're going to eat the fruit of your words. So pay attention to what you're saying about yourself, about your finances, about your family, about your health. Oh man, ladies, men, if you're listening in, make sure that you are speaking life over your health. You know, very often in research and studies, 
scientists will take a group of people. They'll put five people in one room and five in another that have a certain underlying condition. And then they will tell them that we have just discovered and designed a brand new miracle drug that's going to take care of that sickness and that illness. Five people really get the drug. The other five just get what they call placebo. It's just sugar. And what they want to do is see how you improve on it. Do you know that very often the same results are found in both groups? And sometimes, I wish I had statistics on me. I'll get them for you because they are there. The placebo group will do even better in recovery than the group that's really sick. You want to know why? Because their mind has been programmed to say, you're getting well. And they start speaking words that say, I think I feel better. I'm doing better. I feel good. I think it's working. What are they doing? They're speaking life over themselves. They're giving themselves messages that say, body, brain, come in line. You're repairing. You're recovering. You're healing. Feel better. We don't need medicine always to do that. And I know I'm not against medicine. Take it. God, thank you for it. But what I am saying is that sometimes the illness and the struggles and the pain and the negativity that we're experiencing and feeling is in part due to the fact that we are speaking death over ourselves. I didn't say it. God's word said it. So this year, I want you to think about the S in success as speak life, life over yourself. And very often I'll make an acronym out of life. When I say I'm speaking life over you, if I'm coaching someone or helping someone through a problem or even myself, I'll make an acronym. For example, one dear sweetheart that I'm working with, I know for her, she needs love, inner healing, forgiveness, and enthusiasm to live each new day. That spells life, L-I-F-E, love, inner healing, forgiveness, and enthusiasm. So I say to her, I'm speaking life over you. And that's what it means. Make your own acronym, but even if you don't do that, life itself, air, beauty, forgiveness, all the things that are involved in an amazing life, life, the fact that you're breathing, that your lungs are working, that your body is excelling, speak life, not death. Number two, the you in success, you're going to have a successful year and you're going to do it by this, utilize movement to stay healthy and fit. I'll say it again, utilize, use movement to stay healthy and fit. And the old adage is so true. If you rest, you rust. So take the stairs. Use a Fitbit to monitor how many steps you're walking per day. Reach your goal. Get on the floor. There is one coach out there that talks about getting on the floor daily, getting down and getting up. That in itself keeps all of the bones, the muscles, the joints that you need to do that very thing operative. And listen, isn't that an amazing thing that we want to have? We want to be able to get on the floor. We want to play with grandkids. We want to play with our fur babies. We don't want to have to just be stuck because we didn't use our joints. So if you rest, you're going to rust. You can learn to delay gratification. You can say no to the 
that morsel of goodness that's not good for your body that causes inflammation. Keep moving. If you can delay gratification, by the way, Terry Savelle says you are wired for success. Now, five years ago, I've been following a woman named Joan McDonald. I don't know if you know who she is. You're going to in just a moment. I want to introduce you to her, first of all, through the story, but agree with me that she's coming on my podcast here, The Bravehearted Woman. But when Joan McDonald was 70 years old, she was dangerously overweight and she had multiple health problems. At five foot three inches, which is my height, not only was she very overweight, she was a size 18, 20, and, you can, and I cannot even imagine the stress on the skeletal muscles, the bones, the joints, but her cholesterol was rocketing. She also suffered from insomnia. She had arthritis. She had a kidney problem. She was plagued by constant acid reflux. And one day her daughter came to her and she said, mom, you cannot go on this way. You cannot age this way. We need to do something about your ill health, mom. Well, Joan took to, that to heart and she allowed her daughter to speak life over her and she agreed to make a commitment to exercise and movement. But guess what? Today at 75, Joan McDonald is known as a fitness guru. She can lift her own body weight in barbells. She can perform pull-ups for her waiting, watching world on Instagram and Facebook. I of which is one of the 1.4 million people that follow her and watch her because she uses exercise. She made a decision. I am not going to age this way. I'm going to stay fit and I'm going to make an impact in my world. She's made an impact across the globe. So look up. Joan McDonald or training with Joan. She even has an app with great exercises. You can exercise right along with her. The app is called Training with Joan. So utilize movement. If Joan can do it at 70, what's your excuse? If you rest it, you're going to rust. Keep moving, keep going, keep trim, keep fit. Put that as one of your affirmations. I weigh my ideal weight. I am in health and I am in good spirits because my body operates as God created it to. Okay. The C in success, continual and never ending improvement. And in this case, I really want to adapt the can I, the uh, continual and never ending improvement. Boy, I am full of acronyms today, y'all. <laughs> but they're good. They stick with you. But I want to call it study today, continual and never ending study. I want you to think about being a lifelong learner. You have to keep growing, keep stretching, keep reaching. And now that we know that the brain is plastic, the neuroscience shows us the plasticity in the brain because we used to say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, guess what? Yes, you can. What's more accurate is old dog doesn't want to learn new tricks, but you absolutely can learn and your brain chemistry can be changed through repeated practice, repetition, 
That's what allows people to make structural changes in the brain and you can be among them. You don't have to sit on the outside looking in, wishing that you were a part of this group who got a hold of something and made some changes in your life. You, with repetition, you can train and change certain parts of your brain, chemically, physically, and and um, well, yeah, chemistry, let's just leave it at that. I was going to kind of give you another big word, but let me forget that. But this is where long-term memory forms and it's really good for your brain, especially as we age. Keep that brain guessing, keep it jumping, keep it working, keep it firing and don't stop learning because apathy does the same thing. If apathy sets in, when you stop growing, you start dying. I believe that's a that's another adage that somebody once said that the minute you stop growing, you start dying. Don't do that. What can you do today? What have you been putting off? What do you want to learn? What new skill would you like to become really good at? What where are you saying I'm too old, I'm too old? You're speaking death over yourself. You're speaking premature aging over yourself. And that means invisibility and being irrelevant. You don't need to say that over yourself. What does God want from your life or this season of your life? Because the promise to us in every season of our life is that we will bear fruit and our leaf will not wither. So you cannot wither. You must continue. What new challenge can you take on? There's too many training videos and books to read and new things you can learn and challenges and webinars that you can jump in on that will be really good for you. All right, the next C in success is choose to spend time with the right people. You need the right people around you. I wanna keep it real today. You know friends can either be eagles or they can be chickens. Some friends, they do. They call you up higher. They encourage you to be better. They invite you to soar just by their very presence. They're that kind of person. They just really motivate you. And then you have other friends who have no aspirations. They really drag you down and they make you feel almost depressed after you've been with them. We know that statistics prove that you become like the friends that you associate with. Friends with goals and vision pull us out of our comfort zone and they inspire us to keep moving. And friends with no or low aspirations leave us feeling, well, sometimes we'll say, well, at least I'm doing better than her. And so we stop pushing ourselves. So they make us live very apathetic or very mediocre. And when I start feeling like I'm getting too comfortable in my situation, I have what I call my eagle list. And I'll write down some names of women that I want to connect with. And I say, I need to spend some time with some eagles. And I'll just ask God, show me who I'm supposed to connect with. And it's going to be somebody who's out of my reach. They might be too busy. They might say no, but you know what? Often, very often, they say yes, and I get to spend some time with some pretty amazing women. In fact, one of my eagles has become a dear friend, and now even her husband and my husband, the four of us are hanging out. So choose for success, choose to surround yourself with some really 
quality eagles in your life that inspire you to soar. All right, we're bringing this in for a landing, but the E in success is excel in gratitude. Develop the habit of saying thank you. A grateful heart is a magnet for miracles. And when you go through life with gratitude, it not only changes you and your heart and your outlook, but you will see that your atmosphere and your circumstances will begin to change also because gratitude is a magnet for miracles and a prosperous life. And gratitude impacts everything, your perspective, your experiences. It impacts your heart, your life, your health, your mind. We've already talked about that, how your attitude impacts your health and your body. It all works together. Gratitude is the power to face every day, every circumstance, every situation and overcome. You already know how you're going to come out because gratitude is going to be the winning key for you. And gratitude is the ultimate reframer. And we go through life and we say, we need to reframe that. We need to work that vocabulary a little bit to say that better, to say that more empowering. I feel disempowered that let me reframe that. Gratitude helps you reframe things and find the silver lining. And I'm not suggesting Pollyanna but I am suggesting positivity because Pollyanna, oh, everything happens for a reason. Well, sometimes the reason is, you know, you were dumb. That's why it happened. So I'm not suggesting that we just put our head in the sand and leave an unbelievable target in plain sight. But I am suggesting that we do see the pain. We do see what's wrong. We feel what we're feeling and we reframe and choose an empowering position and and stance. Say, so, yeah, that, that's my circumstance, but here's my stance. This is what I'm speaking life over, and this is what I'm choosing. Whatever is thrown at me, what I'll throw back is my overcoming spirit. All right. This is a great quote from Melody Beatty. She says, and you might say, well, I don't know who she is. Yes, she is the one who wrote the book, Codependent No More. If you've not read it, amazing book. She says, gratitude turns what we have into enough and more. So gratitude turns what we have into enough and even more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos into order, confusion into clarity. It makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. Yes, you have to have a vision for your life. And people who aren't grateful, one of the reasons is they lack vision for tomorrow. Number six, S, sow seed. Not only to be generous, yes, give your money, sow your seed because of generosity, but also to reap a harvest. Some people say, well, I'm not giving with an expectation of getting back. Why not? That's God's word. Absolutely. You don't have to, to say what you're expecting back. You can name your, your harvest. If I plant apple seeds, I know I'm getting apples back. That's how it works. I do want to reap a harvest. Nothing happens until you plant a seed. Everything is unproductive until you plant a seed. Living in the package of seeds is no bueno. It's not good. It's not going to bring life. You have to be planted. 
Your talent has to be planted. Your generosity has to be planted. Your forgiveness has to be planted. Your time, your love, your wisdom, your your money, of course, your words, your seed has to be planted. Give it away. Release what's in your hand so God can release what's in his hand and name your harvest and be expectant. Absolutely. And number seven, my favorite thing, you know this. Can you guess what it is? Set goals. Yes. Make a commitment and a choice this year to set goals. Writing things down makes them real. And it sends a signal to your brain that you're serious about making them happen. And as soon as you can get specific and you can write down your goals, your brain goes to work for you immediately. You don't have to figure out how. You can surrender the how, but your brain will immediately start to work it out for you and then begin to reveal to you, here's a step you can take. It's like the aha light goes on. Oh, I know what I could do. Do you ever wake up with that in the morning? Oh man, I do. A problem that I've been wondering about or something that I've been stumped over. And I just say, okay, brain, you know, go to work for me, Holy Spirit. You know how you created me. Speak to me and I'll wake up in the morning with it. Body, soul, and spirit all working together. Goals are dreams with deadlines. And a goal well-written is halfway accomplished. Thank you, Zig Ziglar. He's the one that said that. So without goals, you're going to float aimlessly like a beautiful cloud. You might look beautiful, but we don't know where that cloud is coming from and we don't know where it's going. And so we don't want our life to be like that, just fleeting and unproductive. So that's what I have for you today. This month, my free gift for you is a tool that will help you get clear about your life, help you get clear about where you want to go, what you want to do, what you want to have, and what you want to accomplish. So hit the link in the show notes and don't miss out. Now, listen, this is my free gift for February. Normally, I would sell this workbook for $27.99, but I want you to have it. So don't forget to click the link in the show notes for the vision, the brave vision, blast off workbook. And we'll send that to you in your email. All right, everybody. And by the way, the only way anybody finds out about my podcast is if you share it. So would you please take time not only to subscribe to my YouTube channel, if you're watching on YouTube, but also to, yes, follow me, like me, and then Share me with other people that you like and love because you want them to have help too. All right, brave hearts, go out and smash your goals. Make it an amazing, don't just have a great week, make it a great week. And I'm going to leave you like I always do. This is Dawn Damon saying it's time for you to find your brave and live your dreams. Thanks for hanging out with me today and becoming brave. If this has helped you, be sure to share it with someone and subscribe so you never have to miss another episode. For more about me, my books, my coaching, or online courses, visit DawnDamon.com. And as always, be brave and live your vision.